He dodged around the front of the house, and he was heading right for your car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wayne and I are going, car, car, shut it down, car, because he's flying FPV, right? I wonder where I was at. I would have you, a heart attack. <laughs> and there, Wayne has this big, giant gravel driveway, and we're all yelling, car, Andre, car, and he finally just shuts this thing down. Good morning. Morning, guys. Mike, how are you? Good. Joining us today, obviously, you hear the voice of Mike Coolins in studio. And all the way across the pond, it's the sweet David Vindenstall. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm painting a house today. Oh, yuck. How could you say you're good if you're painting a house? (laughs) Exterior or interior? Exterior. Oh. It's so sunny and hot. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty terrible, but it's doing good. <laughs> good. All right. First, How about you guys? Yeah, we're doing baseball, um, baseball, yes. and baseball for me yes, today. Yes, yes. Baseball, I mean, we, we are We have sworn. tournaments, so we have doubleheader today and then doubleheader sun tomorrow. So, And we had oh, a game right. till 9 o'clock last night and a game Monday night, so... It's going to be killer. Well, it keeps the kid is off the street, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where do we want to start here, Mike? Obviously, if, if you're watching on Periscope, we are finally going to do the mini tricopter review with the developer, obviously, David. But let's, uh, let's tell you what's been going on just a little bit. I mean, we can tease them. Yeah, hour, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't want you guys to think I forgot about you. I know it's probably been like three weeks since we've, we've actually put a podcast out. And if you follow us a little bit, you'll probably realize that Andre was down last weekend. It was a holiday here in the States, uh, Memorial Day, so we had a long weekend. Andre come down and hung out. And Mike, that is probably the most flying I have <laughs> ever done, ever, in consecutive like days like that. I mean, by, by Monday night, I was wore out. Oh, my legs were shot. Uh, I mean, yeah, literally. I was too. I was, too. But, I know, uh, um, yeah, when he came down, I mean, just, well, we, I, not to tell the whole story, yeah. but yeah, like you said, we were at Wayne's, sa- was it Saturday? Saturday, Sun- Fu- Fury, Sunday, Field, Fury Sunday, Field, Sunday, and then, and then, and then Chad's. Yeah, so, so back I mean, to back to right, back, right. bam, bam, bam. And the plan was, we had this big plan, we're going to fly all weekend, we're going to come in here Monday, do this awesome, awesome podcast we had everyone here ready everyone to was here like wayne was here. was here the first time andre's ever been in studio and we thought oh man this is great we're going to do a tricopter review we got david on the line everyone's here we're going to talk about what we've crashed and, and it was beautiful weather mind oh. we still was going to try to do a podcast so and unfortunately we get in here uh it's nobody's fault really um the computer needed a little updating uh andre was very gracious to, to do a Update lot of updating and, yeah and get it. things working properly but uh when that happened for some reason drivers and support yes. kind of it communicate with an older uh, device of uh, the soundboard. Yes. We had in, in problems. We had some major issues. And those two guys, uh, I, I have to thank them. 
well, Wayne and Andre, they spent two hours like just trying to get anything to work. And eventually they did. But at that point, I had, had to go. Plans. We had some stuff going on. And we were we want, definitely wanted to get out and fly. That was our main focus. You know, everybody was here. Andre, you know, maybe only gets down here once or twice a year. So we wanted to get out and enjoy ourselves. So we're back at it. And again, it's hard for us to get all our schedules together. Everybody's busy. Wayne's got a wedding today. Andre's back out camping with his son for scouts. So... It's Mike and I and David, so we're gonna get we're gonna get this tricopter review out there for you guys. And you're definitely gonna want to tune in on the next podcast, yes. obviously, because that's when we're gonna share the stories more right. so of what went on this past weekend. Yeah, so. hopefully we'll get oh, nice. yeah everybody together and sit down and and talk about the whole weekend because it really it's be was hard for epic. me not to talk. I, about. There's I gonna know. be some good sure. stories, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be getting teased, and there's gonna be some good laughs. Yeah, and then sure. we'll we'll throw some stuff. I mean, we we have to throw some stuff out there today. So, I think so. I'm. I, I want to hear. I know. It, it was so the the bad thing is, is the longer it goes, you forget things too, and it's like that's oh, why man. I've been writing notes. I got pages. <laughs> I'm trying to keep all this straight because I don't want to miss a story. So, all right, where do we want to start with this thing, Mike? As you see, we got the uh, mini tricopters here at least. Yes. Um, and I mean, we the last weekend we I, I was scrambling to get this done. I wanted so bad to have it done, and I. And Dave was gracious enough to FaceTime me with my inter- interconnections to uh-huh. the board with my uh, transmitter on, I think it was Wednesday before the yeah. weekend let up. Uh, during wor- I'm at dur- wor- yeah. during work at lunchtime making connections. <laughs> People were like teasing me at work, but well, he got me going there. And uh, well, I'll go ahead because yeah. I-, I got plenty of stories yeah. to talk about. I guess, David, we'll that, start so. with you. I- I'm just curious to know. Where where did the idea come up? How did it even start, like the concept? Because obviously it looks almost like a normal-sized tricopter but shrunk way down. So how where did it come from? That was uh, mostly it. When people started doing the mini quad things, um, I thought, yeah, I could do a tricopter that small, uh, maybe. So uh, I met up with Chad in Austria to do some Chad nonsense. Noak? Chad Capper. Actually. Oh, Chad Capper in before. Australia. Austria. Uh, Austria. Uh, Austria. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, wow. Man, people are going to be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I, I'm sorry. I just I didn't know. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, so we, uh, there was a competition there, and uh, I got entered <laughs> as uh, I uh, flew the a really early concept of the mini tricopter it looked horrendous but it did fly <laughs> but this was before mm. we did the um the uh tri-flight mm-hmm. and it flew horribly uh, the tail was absolutely horrendously bad like it would yeah it was hard getting around the track i was really fast the the ones that i actually finished but i didn't land once so I yeah I just planted in everything and I got like two complete uh, laps in like out of twenty. So at that point though, were you did you know you kind of had something or were you like man I don't I don't know if this is going to happen I, I don't know if you know what I mean or were you it flew fine like um, cruising around mm-hmm. just uh, taking it easy it flew okay uh, it didn't have the quite the performance I wanted and it was not a racing tricopter at that point because that's what i set out to do Mm -hmm. um so i put out a post on the website asking people i posted pictures of it and everything and i asked people like should i pursue this should i sell it because i don't 
it doesn't perform to the standards I want. And uh, one uh, Finnish guy came on and said, um, "Yeah, I'll I'll do the I'll do a special firmware for it. We'll all work together and we'll make this work." So it's been amazing. He's helped out so much, and everyone. There's a thread on uh, on my forum where. It's on 60 pages now where we just keep on improving the firmware all the time. Uh, so, <clears throat> how many updates have you gone through since you started? you have a rough idea? Uh, depends on what you count as an update. Mm -hmm. uh, last time we went through release candidates. Uh, I did. We did 24 in a day. <sighs> wow. Uh, but then it's we're on beta... Is it five uh, release candidate three on that? So yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a few. So if I downloaded this uh, program, say last Wednesday or Friday, what version do I have of this firmware? You still have the O point three version, okay? Um, which is a nice stable version platform. Okay, um, it works really good, but we made some major improvements, like the. I made a special servo that has a feedback wire now. Oh. So the flight controller knows exactly where the servo is at all times. Mm -hmm. And that helps a lot with tail performance. Uh, now you can predict what you're going to do, and you can speed up or speed down the motors to help with the jaw a bit. Oh. Now, is this in your. Is this. Would that be software I could put on this one, or is this a. Yes, you can. I could eventually um, once it's released, or yes, and I'm working on that. Uh, well, keep me up to date. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate I'm doing it. a video because okay. there's so many changes. It'll be it. on your website, and I'll just f follow it there then. Yes, pretty soon because um, yesterday we released the new F3FC flight controller board oh. tricopter built-in thing. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, it's been out for uh, a little <clears throat> bit more than twelve hours. <laughs> I can't and keep up. Yeah, I mean, it's, just it's, when you get something <laughs> built and flying, you're like, hey, we got a better version. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Yeah, yeah. That's but the way it goes. But it's a drop-in repl replacement, though, so okay. you can just change that board. Yep, yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. So uh, after that, it's the tricopter, the mini tricopter isn't – it It started out as being a racing tricopter, but then it became more of a – uh, cruise flyer or like there's not too many people actually racing with it but a lot of people fly around having a good time using it as a mini version of the bigger tricopter yeah Getting good footage and just flying it because it does fly very differently toward compared to a quad yes i i totally agree and i was just gonna say it's probably one of the best i call it a fun flyer because like me, I have really no interest in flying, but just to go out and I'm and even hovering this. in my backyard and stuff, which I don't do yeah. that with a lot of things. Right? And I, I was. I mean, I'm. I can't wait to fly it all the time. It is definitely an exciting experience for me, and it's just different. That's one of the things I like about it. You know, people see it and they're like, "What is that?" Because everybody sees quads. Yeah. I've talked about it before. You know, everybody yeah, we could almost say this isn't a drone even because they yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. What is it? It only has three, three propellers. Yeah, what is that thing? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It does look funky. With yeah. The tilting tail and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people like it because it 
it's different. When you get to the field, it looks different. I, I, w- I, I will point out one thing since, obviously, um, I know on the heat, what is it, the r- wire wrap, mm-hmm. there's the black, and he has on the store, like, green and yep. orange and yep. things. Well, I noticed Andre had orange. It'd be nice to put, like, the orange on the front, maybe a green on the tail. Or, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So yep. you, when you're doing line of sight mm-hmm. flying, um, you could keep your orientation. But it really enhanced more than I thought seeing you're what right. Andre's was. Yep. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Mike, so that's a good get, point. I may have to get some... Uh, you wouldn't think of just that little bit, but it, it did show up really nice. And yeah. It would give you orientation if you're doing line of sight right. flying, obviously. I, I agree. I, that's that's a good point, Mike. But here, yeah. my problem is I never fly this thing line of sight. Never. I, I do at my house because yeah. I'm so limited. Uh-huh. I'm trying to do it there. But I agree. Yeah. These, these mini stuff. It's almost FPV strictly yeah. for the most part. So. Uh, I, I, I talked about that, it before. That's why if you want it all black and you're doing yeah, FPV, it's right, fine that right. way, obviously. Uh, um, we got it all done. I got it back home. I hovered it like in my yard for maybe 10. I mean, everything with goggles were ready to go. I hovered it for 10 seconds. Everything was good. Goggles on, and I went, you know. <laughs> and I noticed Wayne surprised me. He does a lot of line of sight yes, flying. I was uh, surprised by that. David, you'd, that. you'd be amazed how well Wayne flies this thing line of sight. Yeah, I was. I, really? I was yeah, he can zoom around really well. His, the problem he's having right now, he's trying to get some his goggles sorted out or whatever, but when he really starts cranking around, he gets motion sickness pretty quick. And if you've tried the head play goggles, I don't know if you've tried them on or seen. Okay, so you you know, and Chad Chad kind of blew Chad away too. He tried flying a little bit with them. Uh, The screen is so big and it's so immersive. Like literally, like if if you had a video in, I've tried mine. I've plugged the HDMI into the computer and watched movies with them. It literally like it's almost like an IMAX theater on your on your face, and it's so immersive that you get really cranking around. It does. Motion. I I got motion sickness one time and here's a here's this is funny david it wasn't with the mini tricopter you know what it was with the 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 vapor the fpv no. horizon <laughs> hobby vapor got me motion oh, sickness right. it's like a boat when it flies it just well rocks back th- that's what it was yeah. i had it was a little windy and i got that thing up and that thing was just starting you to go all around legs for flying yeah <laughs> pretty soon i'm like all right i'm done i'm cooked man this thing <laughs> that's funny yeah uh, Mike, how was the build experience? Okay, I guess I'll, I'll share some of my stories. At yeah, because I got a couple oops but, of myself. Well, I, I was in a hurry, and that's never good, because no. I'm like, I got to get this thing done for the weekend. So um, they, I FaceTime, FaceTime with David, as Andre says, that sounds like a TV show. You know? <laughs> so we got a kick out of that. But uh, I FaceTime you at work, and, and um, I'm going through the connections to, because I, I did look online briefly, and I didn't see any mini tricopter connections connections for a six channel spectrum mm-hmm. receiver say mm-hmm. and uh i know your build video uses sbus which i have questions about that as well but um anyway so i needed to know how to connect my receiver to the controller board and uh so i i facetime with him and it, it, i knew it wasn't gonna be a horribly long process well i kind of looked at yours yeah and yours was configured so weird. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to need help on this. I just briefly looked at yours, and there's, like, certain connectors going where it should be vertical, yeah, it's horizontal. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm going to need some help. And we did just do mine straight in, straight out, so I didn't have any of that because I guess you were short maybe a channel. or, oh, or we were, No, you were short, short of wires. Wire, I think it was, so you're trying to yeah, share signal yeah. probably on one, I'm guessing. But anyway, so I'm doing FaceTime with David, and I have I have it set up in my lab, and I had the phone suspended in the air, so I'm trying to give him a good view, obviously, of what's going on. 
and I'm making the connection. I I had and I later saw this on your store, David. I would have bought it if I knew. Um, eight you sell eight of the Servo Connection leads. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, I I would have bought them definitely because I was at home the night before midnight making interconnection oh, yeah. leads out of bind plugs oh. of all things. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm not paying it. For some reason in my mind, I thought there was no keying or orientation. I don't know why, but the receiver is keyed. His controller board isn't, so Mm -hmm. you can plug it either way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where my mind was. So I'm just connecting leads and and just whatever, you know, just getting. I'm like, I'll just follow them straight wire, straight wire to one end or the other and not worry about color coding or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm getting it together and and David's listening to me. I'm like, okay, white is ground. (laughs) He's like, what? What did you just say? I like so. This is inevitable. Something's going to get mixed up, and it did. I, even though I was so careful, just following the colors, it ended up I had the elevator crossed, um, which caused me problems when we went to program it at Wayne's. So we go to Wayne's, and I'm like, "Well, let's. I want to do this quick because I want to get flying." So he's like, "Well, let's back up my." program mm-hmm. instead of going through the whole build video mm-hmm. load it on yours it took the flash fine and we wrote wrote his program onto mine and i get it out there and it's and i go to fire it up i didn't even bind it yet so okay like, i bind it now and i bound it and it's beeping like crazy something's something's wrong and right. everyone knew that except me and i didn't want to accept it. i'm like what i know it's all right we did everything right so i had to set it aside I go home that night because I still want to fly for the remainder of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I, I forget. I, I was up pretty late that night. Uh, I, I connected it to the is it a Clean Flight software. Tri- so I'm going to try to or is it Tri Flight or Clean Flight? I think it's called Clean, clean Flight. Flight. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Clean. I'm hooking hook up to Clean Flight at my home computer, and I'm like, I want to get this thing programmed if it kills me. And I'm watching through his build video. Well, I connect my USB to it. The first time. I got it. I kind of connected, kind of, and I went to flash. I had some type of issue. I can't remember the detail, but all of a sudden, I noticed that the green light wasn't flashing, and only the blue light was on. And it, I was getting communication errors. Mm-hmm. It couldn't even at, at some point. And I think what happened it was probably more than likely my fault. I'm admitting user error here. I think I disconnected the USB, which is a big no-no, and it might have been saying connect at the top right corner. So while it was connecting, oh. I, I messed up everything. Oh, on this you're thing. kidding. So I couldn't establish communications. I sent Dave some texts. I think it was probably 10 o'clock at night, his time, 4 o'clock. I had to go to a graduation party. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, and he and he's giving me some ideas. And I did read it on their software, too, below. It says, you can do this, this. And I, I wanted to do as minimal to it that I had to to get it back. And then he said in his one suggestion, well, solder a jumper. It's like a hardwire reboot, basically, for his mm-hmm. controller board. And I had to solder it. Luckily, I could access them without taking the copter all the way apart. So I put a solder jumper on it to, repro- or, uh, to overwrite or reboot the actual controller board. So I did that, powered it, did all the instructions. I think it even says on their web or their software how to do it. Or he told me yes. what, he he told me which pins on his board to short, but mm-hmm. which I I needed that. It was the boot pins or whatever. They're surface mounts, so they're not they're not a through hole. Because mm-hmm. I know Andre says he uses tweezers and does a jumper with through hole. I'm like, well, this wasn't through hole. I had yeah. to solder it onto the sm- smooth surface uh, contacts on there. Yeah, you don't normally so. need to do that, Mike. What's that? 
you don't normally need to. I, I agree. Those pins yeah. Out. Well, I already admitted at the beginning that I had uh, d- unplugged this thing when it was trying to connect. So that was error, huge error number one on my part. That, and I agree, you should not have to do what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I get that, and then it, I tried flashing or programming it, and it didn't take. I'm like the first time. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like totally deflated. I'm like, this thing has totally lost its mind. I, I'm not going to recover this thing at this point. I'm like, I'll try it one more time. I hit flash, and I saw it, it started progressing. I'm like, yes. Oh. And then I saw the green light flashing, meaning that okay, things are looking good. Mm-hmm. And then I went through the normal. Um, programming of the videos then and followed it straight through. The only thing I got to one point where was the tail tune. Now, I don't have an S-Bus receiver, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many channels an S-Bus can handle. Is it like 32 or something? I'm not familiar with S-Bus. I, I know they use it in a lot of quads and stuff, right. but uh, I only have six six channels. So I get to the tail tune. If you do the... It, it, there's um, First, you do your arm mode. That's one channel, or one. Yeah. Then you do your angle and horizon. Mm-hmm. So there's two more, but they share one auxiliary. So I'm, I'm down to my two auxiliaries at that point. I don't have a third one to do tail tune, and uh, so I I just blew. I didn't do tail tune, and I'm like, I, it, it was stable enough that I could fly it and everything. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll try to do that later when I more time, yeah. <laughs> which I eventually did do. But uh, oh, you did? Yes, yes. What what I ended up doing? I only have six channels. So and I'm not flying in horizon or angle mode, so I just put it. I think it was in horizon mode was my third step. I just I was going to try to delete those, but for some reason I didn't know how to delete those modes once it was in there. It it was acting weird when I tried that a little bit. So I I just left them on there and then I just put horizon and then the tail tune on the same third channel. Mm-hmm. So it would put it in tail tune mode while it was in horizon mode. Which I think in your video you said you can do that. It, it wouldn't yep. hurt nothing. So I did that, and then it took the tail tune feature. I did all the beeps and everything that you're said to do, and it took. And then I saved it with the down, left, down, right at the end, and it, it did the oh, one did. beep to save that. So, but uh, I, that was one question. What does the tail tune? I I did watch your video a few times. I'm not exactly sure. I know it's going to enhance the performance of the quad, but I didn't know. That's a good question. I yeah. didn't know exactly what it was doing. I mean, I and when mine took, it didn't. I didn't have to uh, hover as long as in your video. It took pretty quick. I was surprised. Yeah, we made so, it better since since that video. Okay, okay. What is that exactly doing then? I mean, with the tail tune, what is it saving when you do that procedure? So there's there's two steps in the tail tune. The first one being when you're unarmed, you set up the angles, the throw angles. Okay. Uh, with that little H thing. Yep. yep. Okay, yes, uh, yes. I did that. I, I made sure okay. to do all that real well. Uh, that way, the uh, the flight controller knows that the servo is straight up and down when it's at 1,500. And then it okay. knows it has 40 degrees deflection in each direction. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, and then when you go out and fly it, uh, there's a – it measures the thrust uh, or the P factor – um, of the copter while it's hovering. So what it's doing is it's uh, angling the tail either right or left until it doesn't drift anymore. Okay. So at that point, it knows that during hover, the this is the angle I need to achieve the hover, and that way you don't use up the I-term unnecessarily while flying, which gives a lot better performance. Okay. 
I appreciate that <laughs> information. <laughs> hey, let's uh, and then um, I, I didn't quite get. I, I'm very talkative this morning. I apologize, That's all but right. I when I finally did get the software in there after the hard reboot and everything. It was still beeping after I had it flash. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why is it still beeping? I'm like, okay, I got to go back and check my servo connections to the receiver. Something, Something's wrong. Well, I, I then find out that the, my elevator, surprise, surprise, was crossed over to the controller board. And the controller board obviously protected this thing from mm-hmm. getting... Or I, I could have... I didn't know if I could damage it. It was crossed, so I fixed that. Uh, and then fine. And then I established... Then I established good flight after that. So, okay. How did you find the the build videos and the setup video? <clears throat> That's what we we're just going to get into. I'm going to talk a little bit about the the actual build process and the video and everything. Um, first of all, I have to admit, I was when I first got it and opened it up and seen everything, and I and I, I was a little intimidated. Like, man, I don't know. This is going to take a long time. But actually, David, your video is very good. It's very detailed. And what I do like about it is. It's not one of those videos where it's drug out, you know, you're soldering each little connect. I mean, you are doing it, but it's very sped up. So you're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to solder these. And I just pause when I need to. Exactly. People can build faster. That's fine. But I just pause. I'm very slow in my builds, but I can always pause at where I need to go. That's what I really liked. I did like the pace. It's yeah, that was fantastic. The way you got the build video, I love the little pointy finger in the build video. We all love that. Wayne and I got to laugh and talking about that so much. No, don't use that. (laughs) Don't use that nut on that prop. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The one it comes with. And I noticed in my it, you gave me a shiny silver one. You must have been a little short in stock, but I used it and it functions well. So, oh, good. <laughs> um, but as far as the actual build process, I mean, there is quite a bit of soldering to do. But once you get the soldering done, and David shows you exactly step by step what to do, what not to do, and you get the soldering done, it bolts together like fairly quick. I mean, I think it. You know, within a couple hours after I had all the soldering done, it was built and pretty much ready to go. Um, now, a couple things I did, if if you're getting a mini try, um, I hate to admit this. The first thing I did wrong, and thank goodness David was coming over and he brought me another board, but somehow I soldered on the pins, not on the right wrong side. side no, I had the pins reversed uh, uh, on the right the side way, of the board. Facing the wrong Yes. Direction. So I'm trying to plug in the servo connections. I'm like, that's a bad thing, Mike. I didn't even know it until I was trying to plug the servo. I'm like, the servo connections, won't, what's going They're on? Yeah, whatever. I'm looking and I'm, oh, Chris, you idiot. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so I'm telling. I haven't seen anyone do that. Yeah. So I'm telling David, he goes, oh, it's no big deal. People do it all the time. So uh, when he oh, was especially here. Especially the ones coming up through the hole, you're not going to be able to reach, obviously. That's probably where you're So struggling. he looks at it and he goes, how did you do this? I've never seen anybody do this before. And I'm like, don't ask me. It was late one night. I was in a hurry, you know. So luckily, we, he had another board and we fixed that. Um the only other thing I had problems with, and again, David you know, stresses it in the video, and I was in a hurry, is you have to feed the, the wires through the boom. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, I had one stuck. Like, it was, I couldn't get it in, so I took a piece of carbon rod, and I started jamming this thing in I was there. like even a wood skewer or something. You probably yeah. Could push did it. you have the servo connector on? Yes, I did. Okay. So I had the servo connector on. 
Um, it got in the other two went fine. I had no problem, but for some reason, this one got stuck. I should have taken it off and I didn't. Well, the problem was it got wedged. Well, then I couldn't get it out. Like it was stuck in there. It wouldn't go one way. Couldn't get it out. So, I didn't know about all this. Oh yeah. So I think it took me, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes to get that. Finally, I was just going to start yanking on the wires. I'm like, if this thing's going to come out, it's just going to rip the wires out. But I did eventually get it through, and that wow. was that was the only problem. I had no issues with that at all. No problem, because I really didn't want to take that. I'm going to blame so that well. one on user error as I well. That could be. <laughs> <laughs> now, if talking with other people, David, have, have you seen anything or run in, heard anything of problems during the build process or anything people are doing that they're not supposed to besides, you know, soldering the pins on wrong? Because <laughs> Andre did the same thing. <laughs> I know. I've changed that in the new board. I removed two pins, so you cannot. It, it's, it so it's like keyed. Yeah. Oh, that's a yes. great idea. That's really um, easy to do. Yeah, I know. You, you look at it and you see all the components. You're like, oh, that's cool. I'm just going to solder this on. Yeah, you're excited. I think most people that don't solder like get excited. They see all them pins and they just plug it in and want to get going on the soldering aspects, possibly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, fix that. And then. The tail tune is a little bit confusing sometimes for people. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's just a few, like five out of the uh, 2,700 I've sold so oh, far. Oh, wow. Wow. So we're, we're doing pretty good, and I haven't had too many issues. seems like people like the build video, and there's not too much missing, I don't think. No. Do a lot of people use S-Bus? I mean, I don't know. I just didn't know uh, that. Reasonably, there's still PPM is... Mm, pretty common as well, which okay. is also just one wire. Okay. Uh, but more and more people are using S bus because it's superior. Does Spectrum uh, even make an S bus? I, I don't know. Think they do. I, well, I was, that was one of my questions for today's discussion. I don't even know if they they make a new quad specific receiver, and I'm I'm not a hundred percent. I th- I want to say it is S bus because I think they eliminated it. Because my hand, I'm really handcuffed to Spectrum, obviously. Yeah. So I'm always wondering. But you can do another thing. It's if you just take a satellite receiver, uh, just a satellite, plug that into the same connector you would the S-Bus, and then just power it through the 3.3 volt, you get a digital protocol as well. So it works as well as the S-Bus. <clears throat> yeah, you want to talk about that? Because we tried that with mine, and we couldn't get it to work. Did you ever figure I, out why? Yeah, I plugged it into the wrong connector. Oh, really? What are you talking yes. about, the satellite receiver like you know, that? Yeah, you can use just that mic for your receiver instead of using the... No the, way. Yes, yep, yep, yep. So it'd be just like S-Bus with just the one plug. Oh, yep. wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm, I'm intrigued I'm, by that. I'm thinking about doing that, too, just trying to go back to that and save a little bit more room you yeah, know, inside. Yeah, because that's where... Then I could put my battery under yep, here yep, yep. where it's supposed to be, which I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. I was always strapping it to the top, and they're like, you know, Mike, you're supposed to be putting the battery inside the copter. <laughs> I'm like, no, I did not know that. So, but... Uh, oh, okay. But I did like being able to tuck the Mobius way mm-hmm. into the frame. Right. The first time I did it, the lens was out, or it was quite a ways out. And yeah. then I moved my receiver onto the other side so I could really tuck it back into the frame to protect it. Right. So that was nice. Anything different you would do on, like in the video or something that was missing or something that wasn't clear or something you want to change? improved upon uh not so much a video now i have a couple 
uh, things. Maybe I was, showing the six channel connections for people that don't use S Bus. <laughs> okay, that would be one thing I would suggest. And that was just my own hiccup. And if not a lot of people are using Spectrum receivers, then I guess it's fine the way it is. I just maybe don't know the the viewers as well. The only thing, David, I'm, yep. I, I can think of, and it's not that it's a really big deal, and I almost really quit doing that, but the way the battery um, goes in. Now, you're kind of recommending like 1,300, 1,400s uh, is what I've been running, the Multistars. I and did then the 1,400. Now I've actually switched over to the 1,800 Graphenes. Um, even with the, the 1,400s, uh, the, the fit is kind of tight to get in and out. It is. Um, and I don't know if there's any other way possible or something you could do to make it easier for the battery to get in and out. And the other problem I had, sometimes in the crashes, uh, the battery, I don't know if it really came loose, but maybe stretched out the Velcro enough to where it's, um, it's you can look at my, my pins. You can see where the battery's been hitting on it a little bit. Oh. You see that, Mike? Is it that tall, the battery? Um, the 1400 multi-star batteries are pretty good size, yeah. Like, it kind of, when it goes in there, kind of rests on everything a little bit. And I think through all the crashing I've done, now, now nothing's broke. Nothing, I didn't break anything. It's still working. But you can start to see some wear and tear inside okay. on the pins and the wires and everything. Thing? It doesn't even have a connection. Oh, that's the uh, battery alarm. Oh, so you plug that. Okay. But actually, since then, David, uh, when I went to the 1800 Graphenes, I got the battery in one time and flew it inside there, but it was so hard to get in and out. I'm like, screw it. I just started strapping. Yeah, that's a big battery. Yes. I just started strapping it on top, and Mike didn't even know the battery went in, so he's been strapping his on top, too. <laughs> I just too. naturally did that. I um, don't know. The only other problem I could see running the bigger batteries, David, especially on the inside, sometimes I had trouble getting the CG, like getting it right, the balance right. And now with okay. yeah, now with the, the big graphene, there's no way uh, putting it inside, I, I could really get it to balance true, like right on the CG. So I just stick it on top. It balances good. I, I put an extra strap on CG? there just right here it. on the center. You just pick it up right here on the center like this. And if it balances out, you're good to go. So like mine's tail heavy. Yours is tail heavy. Yep. I don't even watch CG. I just <laughs> I've been using the 1800s, like Tattoo and yep. uh, A-Specs, mm -hmm. and they slide in really well. They don't hit anything, Yep. Uh, but still, it's a pain to get in and out. Yes, yeah. because of the servo, basically. Yes. Yeah, and, but, that, and eight, yeah. Wayne's doing the same thing. He's got 1800 nanotechs, I think, and he's running them right on the inside, and he has, he has no problems with them whatsoever. But on the other hand, if you take the time, you will not kill your battery. That is crash. true. That is true. And, you know, uh, maybe it's the graphenes. I know they're a little bit better built. But uh, so far, I haven't, I haven't had any problems with the battery smashing it or doing anything like that. Um, the other great feature I still like, just like the big tricopter, is the foldability. Like just uh, two, two reasons. One, to, to, to throw in a backpack or throw in anything or your, your gear when you go to the field, it folds up so small. Second... When you crash, it's so nice that those arms fold up. Like how many times, probably 95% of the time I crash and I get over there, the arms are folded up, which I, they've got to just help tremendously, you know, when that yes. thing folds up. And I guess that's going to take me to my other note on it is that uh, unlike the quad, I always, you want to fly this forward all the time. 
Like, if you want to go backwards, I'll rotate rudder and then come oh, back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because when you go back, yeah, you're looking you're at your, your point yeah. was duly noted when I started flying this thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to avoid backing up altogether and yeah. just rotate and go. Right, right. And that's what I was doing. And it, it creates such a better flying experience if you never go backwards with it. <laughs> Not that you can't. Yeah. But when you're doing FPV, yeah. there's going to be some issue there <laughs> doing right. it quad style. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just always going to rotate. And that helped me flying and enjoy it so much better right i thought now david before we get into maybe some of the stuff we broke or whatever has anybody emailed you or have you talked to people on some things that have been breaking or or they broke besides props yes the i had an issue with the uh the flight control boards Mm -hmm. one batch was uh the gyro was uh, kind of a badly uh soldered Mm -hmm. uh we sorted that out though so we, we're good again, but it was kind of, that was, oh my gosh, it felt so bad because um, it wouldn't present itself until it got vibration or in a really hard crash. Oh. And then it would act erratically. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult to troubleshoot before we got the, the point across or like found the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's fixed in the new one. Um, I took... I took one and just flexed it as much as I could and then threw it on um, a rock 20 times. It still works fine. <laughs> uh, you um, know – oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. And yes, the uh, the tail servo sometimes breaks or becomes sloppy. So yep. we have the uh, a gear set for it uh, on the way as well. So you can just change the gears, the gear that's sloppy instead uh-huh. of – Buying a whole new servo. Ah, I did notice. Say they hold up pretty good. I did notice if you're ever moving your arm straight up after a wreck, check your servo. We did. You had to slide forward, and I did as well two times. So that's one thing. Anytime you wreck, just check that servo that it didn't slide forward on that on that boom. Yeah, that uh, now the. Zip ties didn't break. It no, just they literally, didn't. That's, they just yep, slid, yep. and you just push them back. You're good to go. Right, right. So. And I have had, I think, the other two motors, and I don't know how they did it, and they didn't break anything. But we've had these. I've had these slide up on me, David. You know where they just slid oh. up on the boom. Uh, where really? I, yeah, I didn't have that. And I just loosened them up, pulled them back, tightened them. But I, like I said, them things are so tight on there. I don't know how those things slid up on them. Oh, well, uh, it's serv- impossible to move them. I know. Yeah. Even when you loosen them your completely up. Your servos are tied different. In his build video, he says just to do the wires at the front. Well, I, no, I, I'm, I take that back. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. good. Um, I'm going to throw out a suggestion, uh, something that d- maybe this is a personal touch, and I know I think they other people do it on other like race quads and stuff. Uh, the carbon on these things are very, very sharp. And yes. through some crashes I've had, I've had my battery wires a little bit like cut, my balance wires. So my suggestion would be on some of this carbon or where your wires are laying or even like where my transmitter is here, Mike, mm-hmm. is taking a file and rounding off. And I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. Is rounding off those edges a little bit where any of your wires are or you think they're going to rub. Because I have had um, them cut my wires on my, my battery and my transmitter a little bit. Well, that's how when I, I was trying to run my satellite wire through and I was repairing the one boom I broke. Uh-huh. Um, it cut it cut it and I had to and it was just because of the rub on the, on the edge of the boom that it cut so I agree with that yep 
I mean, I did have some wires cut on the carbon. Yeah, yeah. That That's been. the only thing I think I would do to maybe help save That's the a wires idea. a little bit is yeah. uh, round and it off. wire mesh helps a ton. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, all right, let's... Uh, so flying, flying then, flying experience. Um, go ahead, Mike, you go on the oh, fly. I, I absolutely enjoyed it, and I know Chad even liked it a lot, too, because he's, he's got a, an elite aircraft in that alien, and I, when yeah. I left him fly my Mini, he's like, this is really, he's like, it's different, but it's fun, and yeah. I enjoyed it. He did, a, I think, a flip. I, I've never done a roller or flip or anything. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a little longer. He did one. I didn't even see it in the air when he did it. But he's like, oh, it's just different. It was yeah. But he was able to do that maneuver, I know. Mm-hmm. And he really had fun with it. And he, I don't know. Well, obviously, I don't think it had the punch. Like you even said, it's not quite to the race level. Right. Especially at the Yeah, that's an elite. To, right, right. But he definitely liked it. And I, and, I, and I know how busy Chad is with all the venues he's doing and stuff. And I... He, since he's helped me out so much, I'm really eager. And to, I said, I'll, the way, one way I could help you, Chad, is I'd love to build one for you. Mm-hmm. That's how much I enjoyed building it. Um, to get not to get off the flying experience, but um, so I'm hoping to build his. And I know he likes building things. I'm like, I'm not trying to take your fun away, <laughs> but I just know you're always real busy, and especially yeah. once baseball ends. I said I'd like I wouldn't mind building it for you and helping you out there. So, yeah, and in your time management, obviously. But as far as flying, I thought I thought it was super stable. Yeah, the the FPV was phenomenal. I yeah. mean, it was it, I didn't have any oscillations or things I'm used to, and my Mobius recordings were awesome mm-hmm. on it. So a lot of stability there. I was yeah. surprised, even better than. Well, my H quad. Yeah, I was just going to ask so. you compare it a little bit because you've flown the daylights out of the H quad, and I've been around you, and you well, fly that thing very well. So, what what do you notice? Well, difference? I have a lot of oscillations in my H quad, which this did not have, yeah. and I really liked that. Especially when I went back to look at the video, it was really nice video, and being able to track someone or follow mm-hmm. someone, it had enough speed to do those things, and I love that. Where my H quad, it's just more slow. Yeah. Like, you you feel that with your phantom, I'm sure, too, yeah. trying to follow flights yeah. and hey, things. But David, real quick, this popped in my mind to make you laugh. the The first thing Chad said when when he got under the hood and he's flying the mini trying, he goes, "Why couldn't we have this five years ago when we uh, had flight yeah. test filming? Why couldn't we have this?" <laughs> exactly. It was funny because we did laps around this track, and I couldn't believe it. I, I was trying to get everyone and just uh-huh. I know everyone was bored with it, but I'm like, I just want my Mobius to have some recording of other aircraft. Yeah. And I said, "Let's do circuits around the track." And I did get uh, some of Andre's Versacopter mm-hmm. and some of my footage and things. I have great footage, but I, I have horrible time editing it and trying to put it on Instagram. I'm running between windows trying to get it on my iPhone, <laughs> and I can't. I'm I'm going through all kinds of conversion problems. It's horrible. Yeah. I'm like I can't even get my video out there to share with people, right? Because of this crap. Uh, right. One thing too, and I, I really really wanted him here, but he's he's just busy, and I I know we had to finally get this done. But Wayne. As you know, David, he's he's a huge tricopter fan. Always has been. He he always likes something a little bit different and out of the box. And I, you know, Wayne's very still cautious at flying and everything. But if you could see him flying this mini tri, like you know, Wayne, if he's smiling and laughing or whatever, yeah. he's having a serious good time. And when you watch Wayne fly this, like. You know, he sits down on the ground. He this thing's two feet in front of him. He pulls it right off the ground. He hovers. He's spinning around and flies this thing line of sight like you can't believe. And he just says, "I just 
can't describe how well this thing flies compared to his other, you know, his older tricopter with the KK2 board. So, mm. you know, it's it's night and day with the technology and how these things are flying. You can't even compare anything like that. But here was a funny thing is I'm so used to flying now something like this or the or the faster stuff that Andre had your um uh, the big tricopter down here and yep. w- he got that going was sorting some stuff out and he goes you want to try it i'm like heck yeah i want to try it so we're all flying fpv and we're cranking around wayne's yard and we're going under trees and around poles and and everything else and um to go from that back to your uh normal tricopter i couldn't fly it really? not that it flew bad it was just... And Andre couldn't fly the Mini. Yeah, Andre couldn't he fly couldn't the Mini, the and I couldn't, couldn't fly, fly the, the regular Tricopter because he's so used to the big, floaty, mushy, you know, uh, big Tricopter, and I'm used to the fast Mini Tricopter, and when we switched, neither one of us could fly him. <laughs> it was rather it comical. It was funny because yeah. I was like, really, you can't fly the Mini? I'm like, this yeah. is... That's right. funny. Yeah, and, you know, so I, I flew around the, the big tricopter, and I said, Andre, he, he didn't want to fly the Mini. And I'm like, Andre, you, you got to try it. You, I don't care if you just crash. I don't care. You have to try it. Sure. So I flew the big tricopter and, and landed you everything. You only had one set of props for that. Yeah. So, so I, I felt for the guy I so know. bad. Like, he's trying to be so delicate and careful with a big one. So I said, word of caution, when you go to the Mini Tri, it's about 10 times more sensitive than what that one is. So I'm just letting you know. You know, so first thing you know, David, is somebody gets on the mini for first time. It's th- you know throttle management. Throttle, they're they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. That, you know, that's where I struggle the most, obviously. So he fi- I had to laugh because Mike, you were kind of out of the picture. He finally got it going. He's like, "Oh, I can't do. It. Oh, it's too fast. Oh, it's too." You know, but he he made a circuit and then finally he <laughs> he dodged around the front of the house and he was heading right for your car. <laughs> oh my gosh, Wayne and I were going car. <laughs> Car, <laughs> shut it down, car, because he's flying FPV, uh, right? I wonder where I was at. I would have had a heart attack. <laughs> and there, Wayne has this big giant gravel driveway, and we're all yelling, "Car, Andre, car!" And he finally just shuts this thing down, yeah, probably, probably about forty miles an hour. And this thing just rolls across the gravel, gravel flying, props still going, and just stops like a foot from your car. <laughs> so. I'm hearing this now for the first time, and I'm sweating bullets So here. I pick it up, and we're walking back, and you come right around the corner. And that's when we said, and I don't know if you remember, you go, boy, Mike, you just missed it. And we just didn't say a word after that because that thing was just going to eat the side of your car. Oh, my God. And Andre's like, that's it. No more. I'm done. He goes, no more. I can't take it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wish I would have been part of that. Oh, that. my gosh. Luckily, it ended all well. I know his buddy had a quad. And he lost, he lost battery, and it was right over my car, too. And he comes slamming down to the ground. This guy had more equipment on a quad than I ever saw in my life. He had a whole Wi-Fi hotspot oh, mounted yeah. on there. He had he had a Raspberry Pi on there. He had I, I never saw so much equipment on, on a craft in my life. I don't even know how I got off the air. Well, he ended up losing battery, and it just dropped like within 20 feet of my car. I'm like, I'm like holy moly. All right, I want to talk about some crashes, and I know you had. Oh, uh, I don't want to really discuss. Why I crash? I want, sh- I want to share with Andre and Wayne on that. Well, one, we just but. got to t- talk to a little bit about David, but I wish you were here, David, to see this crash that Mike had oh, on the mini. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I can stay on that. Content. Okay. I have plenty of other stories. Obviously, we were all out at Chad's. We're <laughs> flying FPV, and I didn't say a word. And um, 
Mike was wow high. You were probably 40, 50 feet in the oh, air. Oh, probably higher than that. I, I was pretty high. I was over his house, and uh, and I'm like, I totally lost video trans video reception. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try David's method and just stay calm about this. <laughs> I didn't say a and word. And he didn't say a word. Well, like, there was I'm no like, lawsuit, okay. I'm no like, lawsuit. I'm like, I'll, I'll get it back. I'm not going to worry. I finally got, and it, it was getting delayed, and I was actually starting to worry, but too late to the point where I was going to yell anything. And uh, I finally get transmission back, and I'm upside down. I'm inverted with the mini. I'm like, oh, crap. So I throttle up. It reorients <laughs> itself somehow. And by then, it was almost it was too late. It was yeah. impacted into the ground. And then it bounces off the ground. We looked at the video afterwards. And, and Chad wanted to see how, because I completely busted the boom in half. He's like, how, where did you hit, or how uh-huh. did you hit to do this? So he's reviewing the footage, and he's doing it frame by frame. And we saw how it hit. And I think he said it hit like that, which would snap it at that pinch point. Right. And then it bounced, and the bounce footage, oh, my gosh, we, he froze frame it. We got to laughing so hard because you see this poor thing, its arms hanging down, you know, yep. completely broken. And it looks like it's flying that way because it bounced so high. And I know, David, you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> Because it, it looks, looks like, like a sad broken. It does, thing. and the, and the, the, and the, the like one arm <laughs> direction. It's just so sad. And the way it looks, and Chad's like, it looks like a guy running right there or whatever. <laughs> the, it just looks so funny. And he's like, oh, we've got to send that to David. But yeah, I just couldn't recover from my lost FPV transmission, and and that, and then it took a very hard hit. Obviously, yeah. And what we'll do, Mike, since we're talking about, uh, maybe I'll get the picture off you. I've seen it. It is hilarious. We'll post it. And then when we uh, release the podcast, I'll put it on the okay. website because okay. it, it, it is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. How it bounced up into the air like it's still flying type of thing. And I mean, that thing hit the ground probably bounced, what, four feet, five feet off? I mean, this thing yeah. hit and bounced. I was like, Mike, what happened? <laughs> and how I did admit, you? I, said, you yeah, I should have warned it. I said after that, I should have warned people I lost transmission or video reception. Because <laughs> you can hear, you know, when you're all on the ground and somebody's flying over your head, you can, it's very, you know, you can hear it. We hear this coming across our head. And I didn't think anything of it. And then you just hear this pow. Into yeah, the it was ground. right in PJ's driveway, yeah. I think, or close to oh. his driveway along the pine tree line there where it crashed by the, between the track and the pine trees yeah. right there. But yeah, it definitely took a hard hit. And then I'm like, I'm, I thought, and you guys got a lot of flying time. I'm like, I'm going to go in and repair this thing. I just want to get it going again. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad of a repair because I was able to disconnect everything from the ESC end. I know oh, it was kind okay. of backwards from the build video, yep. but yeah. I didn't want to take no, the whole I thing. I didn't want to take the whole thing apart. Right, right, so right. That's a I great th- idea. I did that, and yeah. I was able to feed all the wires through, and then just replace the boom. And thank you so much for sending us a spare yeah. parts kit there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it kept me going, and I gave some uh, parts to Chris because we're to share them, obviously, with all of us. So what, what we what we need here, and I did bring in some more parts. Oh, good. Um, now, what I've broke, um, nothing major, though. Like uh, like I said, a couple of motors have slid a little bit. And like Mike said, the uh, the rear motor with the servo is, has slid up on me. Um, and you, you said also, yeah, out. to watch that rear boom, too. Once in a while, that thing might slide up into your, your pins. But I haven't had that problem. Um, but I did, uh, David, break the uh, top plate. And that could be because I got the big, giant graphene battery on top. That's what I'm guessing. Um, where did the break? Like the where you screw down the spacers? Yes. Or? Yeah, yes, right where you're – yeah, at the standoffs. Edges, I think. Yeah, both standoffs broke right there. And actually, it still broke the little Mobius plate 
And it, I brought you one. Oh, good. So you can replace uh, that at your convenience. Also, the little uh, plate for the Mobius is uh, is still broke, but that's not Let really that, that big a deal. How did that break? I don't know. I don't Wait, know. This is broke, I know. Yes. And I brought you that. Yep. yep. What, what else is broke? I no, that's see. it. Okay. Because we changed we the changed, top plate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, other than that, that is the only thing I've I've actually broke on. And again, I think that's just because I have the big giant eighteen hundred graphene There's battery so much on the top there on that. Yeah. So if that thing flips and lands on its, its lid, really, yeah. So, so in your initial design with the battery inside, it probably have that it probably would have been all right. I bet. Yeah. And then uh, I I kind of cracked this boom again. I put some CA and uh-huh. stuff. I think it's just cosmetic. It flaked a little, but the yeah. structural integrity still feels solid. I, I'm going to fly it until oh, it yeah. completely breaks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it seems very good. Right. And then, uh, so you're happy with the durability then? Oh, yes. my gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, I wrecked hard, obviously. <laughs> you saw the footage. There, there was a few times at Fury Field that I was wide, oh. wide open. I mean, literally, he, he, he didn't wide realize open. under the goggles. I'm watching from the side. He rolled this thing a good six times across the yard. I could not believe <laughs> it. I'm like, I re- it took me back to when I shot my first rabbit. It was hauling the mail, <laughs> and it just rolled six times across. I'm like, holy, mo-. that's exactly what this thing looked like. Yeah. I was oh, like, wow. it, I couldn't believe how hard you crashed, and you just casually take your goggles. I'm like, do you know what you just did? <laughs> Obviously not, because it happens so fast when you're rolling like that. Yeah, it was probably about a foot off the deck, wide oh open, coming through and, and was went into, tried to go into a tight turn. It dropped just real quick, you know, how it kind of drops out uh, um, altitude. Man, it just, all I seen was rolling, and I'm like, oh, man, it's, I definitely broke <laughs> something. something. <laughs> went over there, nothing. F- arms were all folded up, really? pulled it back. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like I said, it's uh, it's hit the road at probably eighty. Uh, it smashed into my driveway. If you look at my motors, Mike, look at my motors. They're pretty. Oh, they're yeah. pretty beat up. Wow. Um, but besides that top plate, you know, and uh, a few bent standoffs, that, that's it. <laughs> you definitely put it through more I workout than I definitely did. definitely put it through the test. So I'm really right. really happy. We, about overall, the, this is a phenomenal flying machine. Yeah, def- no right. doubt about it. Now I want to. Uh, before we kind of wrap things up a little bit, um, just make some of the good things we do like about well, this. You know what's before we even ramp up, I had ordered a lot of the counterclockwise props, but guess guess which one I kept breaking? Which one? Oh yeah, the clockwise yeah, one. My yeah. right hand. I'm like, how? I bought all these counterclockwise props, thinking, okay, I have two two thirds of a chance of wrecking those, and I'm always wrecking the right front arm. I'm like, you're kill. Oh my! So I I said I'd like yep. to swap some if right. you had some of those, right. and I hit the concrete a little bit at my house. So yeah. Oh hey, get that, that reminds me. You're talking about props now. Uh, your recommended prop is the HQ six by fours, right, Dave? Yes. All right. Now, for some reason, and and I don't have. I, I'm a little better now. But when I started out, of course, I was flying it on three cell. Which personally, now I think that was a mistake. You should definitely just go to four because the responsiveness and how it flies is a hundred percent better. I I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe maybe there is a reason, David. You know, I wouldn't even want to even tell people to fly it on three cell but you you can um i agree yeah so just go four cell take your time even if you gotta dumb it down a little bit stick with the four cell it's just way more responsive and easier to fly i found so with but the hq props i was breaking them left and right i mean one after the other after the other after the other to the point where like okay it's starting to get annoying so i decided to order some of the um dal six by four props 
And I talked to you, and you go, yeah, it should be fine. So I ordered a, a massive amount of them. So far, I think after everything I've put this through, and you're looking at this right now, Mike, this is only the second DAL prop I've broke on this thing. I've bent them, uh, chipped them, uh, you know, but they're they're holding up fantastic. And those are hobby. You can get those at Hobby King. Uh, you can props. get them just about anywhere. I think uh, I get, saw them at Hobby King. Hobby DAL King, props. get get FPV ready made. I wish I would have ordered more props because I made a Hobby King order recently where mm-hmm. I ordered the servo connections, and then I should have ordered some props, and I didn't even think about it. I'm yeah. like, dang, kick it. I had to order batteries because some of my batteries are beyond shot. Yeah. Point. But, so uh, yeah, if if you like me, you know, I'm not really concerned about that optimum performance. I'm not going to say that they're as good as an HQ prop, probably not. But uh, I just like durability. them because they don't, yeah, durability, the durability and they yeah. don't break. So that's, I haven't had any pro- real problems with HQ props. I did break the same one a couple of times, uh-huh. but but my impacts were, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you lose video transmission, it's not good, right? But. Uh, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, it would be nice to know. How do you when the satellite receiver? If I were to connect that, do you bind? You can just bind the satellite receiver then. With you your, can, but it's easier if you bind it first. Yep, like bind it from your radio, like okay, have it then, on a regular yeah. receiver. Okay. Bind it to your radio. Yeah, then you can unplug yeah, it and yep, put it yep, onto the board at yep, that point. And it's already bound yeah, to your I'm, radio. I may look into that if you. I yeah, mean, me and you. We I need may have to do that. Huh? Yes, me and you. I want to do that. We'll have to get with David yeah. or figure yep. something out there because that's something that was going to save me space yes, in here, and I would I love totally to try to do. Me too. We got to do that. And then what was the other question I was going to ask? Oh, well, go ahead. Um, so the other points I really like about it, uh, the foldability and in the crashing, we think we talked about that. Um, the build process was fairly simple. Yeah. You know, plus you yeah. got one less motor and wires and, and everything. Um, looks, uh, it's different. You know, uh, there's nothing really out there. I mean, there there is another company or a couple more making them, but I don't, I don't think they're going to uh, fly as well as this this does my biggest thing i do like about it though is strapping the big battery i mean obviously david if you probably really wanted to and you weren't getting completely nuts you could probably strap a 2200 four cell on top of that and fly for 20 minutes right (laughs) yeah probably so because i've been running the 1800 graphenes and getting i got my timer set for 10 minutes nice yeah Yeah, i think i'm roughly at seven minutes with the 1400 yeah but I'm so, not as probably aggressive. Yeah, as it just depends. Flying, so. Yeah, it depends how you're flying. If you're just cranking around the yard, I'm getting ten minutes out of an eighteen hundred instead of a normal, uh, you know, small quad where you're getting three or four. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's huge. You know, when you can just uh, fly a couple batteries instead of you know four or five batteries. That's one thing I really like about it. Um, anything else you wanted to add? What do you think, Mike? I just know the FPV was phenomenal. It is fun to fly FPV. And uh, I don't, you know, everybody that's seen it fly uh, or I've been out to the field, they're like, oh, my gosh, that is the coolest looking thing. And it's got it just looks when you see it in the air, you know, the way the the front arms are angled and the back one's sticking in the air and it comes screaming across the field. You know, it 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 almost looks like a heli canopy a little bit. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. It did turn out pretty good. It was it took uh, quite a while to get that shape nailed down. Mm hmm. Because it is hard since you have the tra- uh, the the back motor yeah. in the middle of the frame, so to speak, or yeah. like at the same yeah. axis, you can't go too far back. Right, stuff. sure. Yep. So it's a lot of stuff to fit in there. It is. Yep. 
so what do you got? Uh, you redesigning maybe uh, this or doing something different or you know what do you got in the works with the uh, with the mini try? Not too much. It's, Not too uh, much. Uh, no, it's just the upgrade for the flight controller. It, the mini is working pretty good. I might do a carbon version mm-hmm. if there's um, demand for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite a lot more expensive. Oh, I could imagine. Um, so I don't know, but that would save quite a lot of weight. Yeah, I could see but, that. And yeah, it is, a, that's one thing, that's a good point. This thing is not light. It is a no, big old not. tank. Like, I don't know what the, you probably know what the weight is. It's almost 600 grams with the 1800. Wow. Which, which is what the mini quad, uh, mini quads weigh with the GoPro. Wow. So it does cut the air really nice though. Like it's it doesn't really care if it's windy. It just goes the same. Yes, speed. that is yeah, true. We had a windier day when we were flying, and it I didn't. It was negligible with this thing, this right. craft, which is nice because yeah. a lot of things I fly, you have to have a calm day. This is something you don't yeah, need a calm it doesn't day. Matter. You can punch yeah. through those days. So yeah. it gives you an option there. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it does go. That makes it go really uh, nice and straight. Uh, it's very cruisy. It likes. It likes covering a lot of ground, mm-hmm. flying around. Yeah. Whereas the the mini quads, they um, they're more aggressive. They don't like to fly fast because it's inefficient for them. Because mm. you have so much disc area mm-hmm. and you have to use a lot of power to move. Where the tricopter, you get it going and then you can just reduce the throttle and just it just keeps on going cruising like fast but very efficient it's definitely better visually when you look at the recording that that fluid movement yeah yeah and that's one thing we were all talking about and i know david we talked before too is uh i actually and i I think you flew it too when we were at chad's i finally flew the alien and that's one thing i noticed between the two and we've talked about before when you get this thing going and get going fast and shut the throttle down it keeps going mm-hmm. like it uh i think the, the what is it the regenerative braking on the on the, the mini quads or something when you cut the throttle on them they slow down pretty quick the, the mini tries don't they got that mask on and it's that's it's what good that's why i said the key is to always keep going forward yeah. man, whatever you're doing just make sure you turn or whatever yes. and you're going to have a great experience at that point right you're always going forward and i think that's a good rule with even anything when you're fpv Keep going forward. You're going backwards. You don't know what you're hitting. So yeah. regardless, FPV, you're committed going forward regardless, really. Right. So right. One thing the Tricopter has going for it is that you can use 100% of the throttle range. Because uh, oh. quadcopters, you, you can't yaw unless you have more power to give. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right, so right. You, so you have to like max out that at eighty percent, yes, um, to be able be to be able to uh, do your maneuvering. Then at that point, yes, where the tricopter you can you can literally use one hundred percent of the power and still, still yaw maneuver. Yeah. You oh, can, cool. Yeah. Very cool. So that's that's why it doesn't. It's not one third less power, um, or one fourth less power, because um, it can use more of the power that's already available. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's just a small thing. Yeah. Uh, 
quick question about the motors. Now, <clears throat> I'm not complaining whatsoever about the power. It's got all the power I need. And it's what above I, my abilities yes. for sure. But I, I did does. notice uh, flying the little mini alien that it, it had more. It was way overpowered for me. But I was just wondering, David, if you tried bigger motors on this and you're testing, and if it, if you did, it was like, nah, this isn't working. Or how did you come up with the motor setup on this? I went for the most efficient and most linear setup that I could. Okay. Um, so the hovering and cruising speed where you're mostly flying with this, it's really efficient. Uh, current draw to weight to battery draw and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the smaller motors, they're not as efficient flying in that range. But on the other hand, they have less weight overall so it's kind of a trade-off at that point when we decided that motor mm-hmm. there wasn't any really good small motors mm, gotcha and vice versa with large motors i assume it's the opposite yeah, lar- you found yeah, the nice sweet want, spot there yeah you don't really want larger motors than these and yeah we're under propping them pretty uh pretty big you can go up to seven five props without oh. any problems or six by three uh, six by four five by three Ooh. Um, which is really nice. It makes it pop like crazy. Holy cow! Yeah, I could see that. You know, and that's one. Cool. That's one thing Wayne noticed right off the bat. You know, again, Wayne's all was all about the big, big, you know, um, tricopters and the kind of lazy feeling and filming and stuff. So it was it was really interesting to see him fly this because I, you know, initially I thought maybe it would take him a while you know, to get adjusted to something like this. But no, he, he picked up on it right away. And that's one thing he really likes about the mini tries. You can actually just get up and cruise the thing around. You know what I mean? And like, he just goes cruises through his yard and down under the trees and just at a fun, you know, nice pace. You don't have to pull this thing out and go 900 miles an hour with it. That's the nice thing. Yeah. And I think he really You've obviously that. done your homework on this, Dave, and I highly yeah. recommend it for anyone that would ever want to fly FPV or this type of sc- the scale of craft. I mean, this nice. is, this is phenomenal. So Yeah. yeah. You definitely okay, did your homework. I, I got a story uh if we if we leave the tricopter. Oh, let's yeah, let's and go. And I for have it. I have a little plug I want to do for Chad too. Okay, go so. ahead. Go, oh, you want me to go uh, first, Dave? Or? Yeah. Go. I just want to say uh with Rotor Riot. Mhm. Hey, hey, uh, he, uh, they put out a new newer video that I absolutely enjoyed, and I've showed everyone I work with, and you might want to catch a snidbit of it. They worked with a, it was called a company called Corridor Digital, uh-huh. and they did. And I'm all I I love Star Wars right, right. growing up so much, so this was right up my alley. They did a Star Wars episode, little mini episode, and it it is phenomenal uh, digital that effects, and it was them the Rotor Riot guys obviously flying at their ripping balls pace yeah, through yeah, yeah. through tight quarters and this beautiful scenery. If you if you have a chance, definitely go go look at this video. I, I and then you can see the behind the scenes stuff on the Rotor Riot page. I think it's already at like a million and a half views no on, on Corridor Digital site. Uh-huh. And then they have like 50,000 views last I checked on their road or ride behind the scenes. Uh-huh. But I thought it was absolutely phenomenal footage to watch. Very enthusiastic. Kids would like it. I mean, definitely check it out. I just yeah. wanted to do a little plug because yeah. I think they said it took three months to do that. Really? Three months? So wow. They put a lot of work into it, and it, it definitely shows. It was I mean, a cool was video. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful scene. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. And it was a way to make it visually uh 
more approachable for a larger audience, obviously. And it, it was an awesome yeah. idea there. Right. Okay, uh, David, real quick before you get on to yours. Um, anybody still hanging out with us and on Periscope? Well, Mike, if you would. I feel bad because I think there has been questions I was just coming say, through. And I just, I, I'm, I'm so focused on my right. train of thought. I, I apologize to the Periscope viewers and if I didn't see your comments. Usually Andre's on the other line. He's uh, watching it. But if you, if you had any questions you think that we didn't cover or you want to know, now's the time. Send out some questions. Michael, look through it here real quick while David's going through his thing, and we'll try to answer them. Uh, so send them out. If you had anything we didn't cover, let's uh, let's hear it. Michael, uh, look for us. All right, David, good. Okay, so this is a stupid story. This is something I did, which was uh, absolutely horrendously stupid. But <laughs> it's a good story. Okay. okay. Um, so uh, I had a friend over. It was just me and him here, uh, played around, flew uh, a little bit and all that. And uh, then uh, we needed to go to the hobby shop, uh-huh. running out of stuff. So, uh, <laughs> And, I mean, it takes an hour to drive there. Wow. It, uh, yeah, it's pretty far. It closes at 6 o'clock, and it was almost 5 o'clock. And scrambling to get stuff ready. And I turn around, and there's this sharp corner on a uh, thing sticking out, and it ripped my pants in the front. <laughs> like it's uh, made a gash, more or less. Uh-huh. Good gash in the pants. And I'm like, ah, crap, I don't have any clean pants. Um, I don't have any. I, and he's like, come on, we need to go. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, I'll just grab some CA. <laughs> <laughs> so I take this. Uh-huh. Um, Really quickly, open the drawer, pull out the CA. Oh no! And, uh, I grab the um, the thick one. Uh huh. So, and you really have to squeeze that bottle so hard uh, because it, it's really thick and yep. it's old. So yep, yep. It's super thick. I'm like, okay, let's go. And I pushed it so hard, and it turns out to be the super thin. Oh, you're uh. kidding! <laughs> oh no! And it soaks through everything oh and it gets so hot and starts smoking oh (laughs) because it's get yeah yeah, it's drying so fast oh my gosh the pain and i mean the whole thing just stuck to my pant or to the leg and oh so i'm just quick as possible just rip my pants off um uh he's like what are you doing (laughs) and uh, and how do you explain this? <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I got some uh, burn marks and um, a lot of uh, skin. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Uh, luckily, I do know the people at the hobby shop. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I got him to stay a little bit. Like, so we got the stuff <laughs> we needed. <laughs> so you still went to the hobby shop after all that? <laughs> yeah. So I used some, um, what do you call that, the debonder? Yeah, yeah. It helped a lot instead of just peeling everything. Yep. So, yeah, tip of the week. Do not use CA to uh, repair your pants. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Super, super thin stuff. That, and it burns your eyes when it starts going, but yeah. when it dries fast. Yep. Oh, yeah. It, it, I, we use the heat gun at work to dry, like, super glue and stuff. It'll yeah. burn. He's like, you got to watch your eyes. You better have a fan on or something. Oh. It does. It will burn your eyes when it heats yeah. fa- or dries fast. That is horrible, and I I know you're feeling because I've told the story before a long time ago. I was I forget I was building something using CA, and I had the cap on and off. Well, I had my hands full, so I grabbed it, 
with my mouth and pulled the cap off and it had a little <laughs> CA while I glued my lips together. Oh. That was not fun, and I felt like a complete idiot. Like, who, who glues their lips together? I mean, come on. Now, the, my wife might have liked like that, that, but yeah. oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I've done that building the the fun jet a long time ago, uh-huh. and I used the uh, the thin CA. Yep, I uh, was just holding two pieces together and hitting it with the accelerator and pushing both hands together at the same time as holding it together <laughs> and it's like and it starts burning like crazy. yes <laughs> because <laughs> the accelerator makes sure. everything super, super high yep you know, like yep and it, and, oh my gosh yeah uh, don't do that it's no. a really bad idea no Mike, we get any questions at all? I saw. Well, I think I just missed one. I took my eyes away for a second. But one guy asked, and I didn't catch his name. He says that he he uh, shorted out the power on his mini cam. Is there any way to fix that? Uh, yes, probably a voltage regulator inside of the uh, the camera. Okay. Um, so it should be a three point three or five volt little regulator in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not super easy if you don't have. Um, solder, the surface mount solder. Um, you're not used to that. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit tricky, but yeah, you can measure it, take it apart, measure it, see if the voltage is coming through. If it's not, just change that part. All right. And that says someone asked about the HH Mano Wing FPV. I don't know what their question was, but uh, HH Mano. And they also. Uh, oh, that's um. Yeah, we'll probably talk about that later. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, David. Horizon. Oh, that's a couple and things. someone has a question on the Vigan, too, but they haven't asked it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Which I did fly that, too. I won't go into too much oh, detail, but I, li- I like that a lot. Um, yeah, Horizon come out with a kind of higher-end, they call it the Manta Wing uh, FPV setup with all immersion gear. I think it's 400 and some dollars. Uh, we I looked at it and checked it out, but we'll probably talk about that later on. As, you know, And also, I'm hopefully going to have Matt Andron on here real soon so we can get in and talk about that. But did you see, too, um, David, that uh, – and I was shocked about this. Horizon Hobby just released a new carbon-type 250 – no, one – one, is it 180? One, I should probably look this up. Uh, just a carbon race frame that they're selling now. Oh, really? Yeah, I was actually kind of shocked about it. Let me see if I can. My uh, eyes are affecting I mean, it's me. It's a big market, so I understand that they're going after it. I apologize to the Periscope people. My allergies in my eyes, I can't hardly read the screen. Uh, I'm trying to read these questions. Yeah, it's called the Blade Theory X FPV Racing Frame. Um, and if you get a chance, that rolls off the tongue, man. But you ought to see it. It's really, I don't know, it's weird. It's just an X frame, and then it has a standoff right in the center, and then straight up, like there's no, no, like ends in it. It's just straight up, and there's a, your board camera and the GoPro camera. It's really kind of funky looking. I've seen these out before. I think uh, Hobby King's selling something similar. Uh, Is it like the Shrike? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, where it's just the standoff is directly in the center and it comes straight up. Yep. Yeah, so that's kind of funky. I would think, I don't know, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll wait to see more on that. And then, yeah, the Manta, we'll talk about that probably in another podcast about the Manta. But. Any, uh, any news on the Radian? 
Radiant Pro XL? Uh, it's still, matter of fact, I can look at it right here. It's still on pre-order. I mean, we we talked Same about with, it. Same as a timber, too, because someone timber, was asking yeah, about the timber. Yeah, we need to do a timber tundra review. <laughs> timber is supposed to be out this July. month, I think. I think it might have said July when I Oh, looked. maybe they It could have been it. June. And I don't remember. The Radian XL is supposed to be out in July, which I don't think it's going to be here in time. Well, like I said, hopefully we'll talk to Matt and Andrew in here soon, and we'll get know a little bit more. I think June more. was right, because I want, yeah, for the um, timber, I mean. So. And then someone asked about, uh, they cracked the corner on their PDB, PDB huh? of the Mini Tri. How do they fix that? I don't. I didn't understand the question. Cracked PDB. corner? Cracked corner on the PDB. Yeah, the bottom frame. Just uh, If it's the frame itself, that's just laminated G10. So squeeze it together and use some thin CA. Mm-hmm. And that should hold it together just fine. If okay. it's something with the electronics, change the electronics. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it cracked a tree. I did, he didn't have a very thorough question. I just wanted to get it out there. Um if it's the material, you can use CA, but if it's a trace or something, yeah. you're going to have to do more yeah. work. Uh, what's your yeah. biggest replacement parts you sell for the Mini Tri? Was it usually booms or the plates or what? Um, so, oh, good question. I think it's the booms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't sell too many side plates, and especially not the top plate. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think it's mostly the boom. Just and, the booms. Uh, yeah, the props go pretty often too. Yeah, that's that's the that's probably the only thing I don't like about flying any kind of quadcopter tricopter is breaking props and then having to not that it's a big deal, but you just want to you get all wound up, you know, as like my well, they're you know, taking a hard blow. Oh, I know. I mean, that's that's the impact point yeah. on those crashes, obviously. Right. But like I said, I found with the DALs and and I haven't had hardly any problems. Or two, if you think you know, you, you sometimes you kind of know you're going to crash. If you shut it down, then you're pretty good. Yeah. I I did get. I, I might have already mentioned. I did get. I'm going to probably modify this even. I just wanted to get it going for the weekend. Yep. But there's some modifications I'm doing. The satellite receiver being yep. one, and then also I'm getting new servo wires from oh, Hobby okay. King. Yep. Because I had to heat shrink so much that it's it. Yeah. It's going to save so much space. Well, I guess I don't even need them if I go to the satellite. Yeah. So. Uh, the other, a, that would be nice. The other question, David, I think we, we talked about already, but maybe for other people out there. So you get it all programmed and everything's going and flying good. And say you have like maybe two or three super hard, nasty crashes. Is there any times to where it may not be flying as well after a really hard crash? Is there anything that you need to do? Check the tail. Check the tail. Like yeah, check the, if it's uh, if it's excessive play in the tail mechanism. Uh huh. Goes like. Okay. Uh, and it moves like a couple of degrees. Yep. It's time to change the gears. Okay. Uh, what it about? Still flies, but not as well. Sure. Now, anything with like uh, having to go back and do a tail tune or anything like that after if any. If you take yeah, if you take the tail apart mm-hmm. uh, for any reason or anything, then yeah, you might just uh, just as well do a tail tune. But otherwise, it's. It's good. Okay. It's usually really good. But yeah, the in-flight tail tune, you can do how many times you want. It won't hurt anything. I got you. I got you. And it's pretty fast, too. Uh, uh, he says it was the corner of the PDB where the stopper screw stops the arm from going forward. Oh, I know what he's talking uh, about in there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh. squeeze it. 
Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, you could just, like you said, if it's not that bad, squeeze it together, put some CA. But, yeah, that's real close to the pins, too, inside there. Something I got to watch, too, is I, I notice my wires bind real t- kind of tight, which you mentioned in the build video. I just got to keep my eyes that I don't cut. Oh, I, yeah, I wish yeah. I would have filed these ones where the most movement is for transport. Yeah. If I would have filed those booms, I wouldn't have to worry so much at the corners. Yeah, yeah. Because I can see it's really tight, and I, it has a concern if I ever have an issue, it's somewhere I'm going to have to look at on this one. Yeah. I honestly didn't have any intentions of folding it. I have a Pelican briefcase. I just always oh, going to yeah. put it in that way. Mm. But I fold mine all the time. I'm starting to it. fold it now. Yeah, I it's thought, so nice. About it. Yeah. yeah. Even at home and for storage, you I got, fold it up. Anytime you have moving parts on wires, and I, I, you know, I honestly should have put the wire mesh on that side yes. probably too. Yeah. Would have saved a lot. Yeah, and I may do that if I have to take it apart to do anything. I might, I might do that so it doesn't wear on those yeah. the movement of those wires. That's, that's in there. a good idea. Real good idea. Uh, let's see, real quick, David, if you got time, I don't know if if you've yeah. been getting any tech questions on your end at all. Uh, I just. Usually I just answer them. No, that's I've, the problem. Yeah, uh, that's what I, I figured. Just run it. Uh, yeah, um, I, I do have just a few, and I've probably had them for quite a while, so I thought maybe nothing, and they're nothing too hard. On, uh, you can answer them pretty quick, but I've had them for a while, and I, <clears throat> I thought maybe we'd just run through a couple of these real quick. Um, sure. One of them is uh, from Adam. Uh, he's interested in ESC programming, uh, and he says it's uh, it's easy enough to understand throttle endpoints, breaking, low voltage, cutoff, and soft start. He says what I don't understand is timing, especially in an EDF. I've heard that higher timing can r- provide more power at the expense of heat and motor life. What is happening here? What should one think about when testing other than basic uh, being the assumption that you can demand more power from an ESC and motor than spec as long as a motor doesn't disintegrate or from mechanical forces or be overheat an ESC. So he wants to know more about timing and what it does and how it affects an ESC and a motor. Sure thing. Uh, it works exactly the same as on a uh, gas engine, uh, like you have in the car. You can advance the timing, and that's when the phase fires or starts um, sending current to that phase. So in the motor, there's a couple of phases. You have three phases. You have the three wires. So it's wound uh, in different spa- uh, places uh, around the uh, uh, the stator. So it, it only fires on two of those phases or two of the wires at the same time. And then the third one is used to sense where the magnet is at the moment. Like the bell is rotating. Mm-hmm. And the ESC will fire at a specific point where it knows where the um, the magnet is and you want the the current to flow through the windings because it takes a little bit of time before the magnet field is strong becomes peak strong and that at that point you want the uh, the magnet to be uh, at a good spot where it's as efficient as possible. So the timing um, that you set in the programming is when that current is supposed to start uh, flowing through the wire in comparison where the magnet is. Like how many degrees before the magnet comes should it start firing? Uh, Am I making sense? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I guess, um, what do I want to say? 
you know, so the effect of this or yeah the other and the thing is like um in what situations you know usually you have like low timing medium timing high timing now you know i've always been told too if you have a, a you see even if you build something you know and you go out and you hit the throttle real quick and you get that really crazy like screech sound and it won't the motor you know takes a second to get going it's usually a timing issue and usually just go up to a higher timing and most everything i have and i don't know why i do it is, is set to high timing so i guess maybe to help his question a little bit what what would be the differences or why would you use high timing versus medium or low the it depends on the design of the motor and the application you want to use it in mm-hmm. so uh, if you uh, use those really big pancake motors uh-huh. you do not want to use high timing okay uh, because the bell spins so slowly that if you do the high timing, you're going to get that desyncing. Okay. And that's where the the coil has such a strong magnetic field that it's already repelling the magnet before it gets into the proper position. Mm-hmm. So it stops the motor completely. Like it's like throwing gravel in it and then uh, it jumps back uh, forward again. Uh-huh. But it, it's really bad because huh. you're literally uh, killing the windings at that point. Yeah, and then I'm I'm guessing his question too. Then so if you you build an EDF or whatever, and you got the EDF in there, and you throw your ESC in there, you want to always try to probably use high timing with the EDF. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because it's a usually an EDF is an in runner motor. Mm-hmm. You want higher timing on an in runner motor because you have less magnets. Uh, and it spins really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the reason why you get more power, or it draws more power when doing a higher timing than a lower timing, is because you don't get as much uh, of the back EMF. You don't get the voltage generated by the magnet spinning around the coil. Uh, so you get more current is flowing through the winding instead of the voltage trying to fight that. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's drawing more current, but it's also delivering more power a little bit, but the cost and efficiency goes down as well. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I don't know. Again, like I said, most everything I run, maybe it's just because of my motors. I think I always, almost always run high timing <laughs> yeah um usually yeah for most people just stick with auto or yeah high right uh, because today everything is going towards smaller and more efficient motors mm-hmm. and they usually do the work better on the high timing right. it's just being fast uh he's got another qu- question actually this one's pretty good because um a lot of people don't quite understand the differences and what's going on. but uh, And he must have an EDF, but I don't think I've ever seen this on an EDF. But he was wondering if you can talk about ailerons uh, as flapperons or spoilerons, uh, their position relative to the, uh, the aileron. If the flapperon causes pitch up, pitch down when they're, you're using them, or what's better to use a flapperon or or spoilers? And he said, "What would be better to slow down an EDF for landing?" <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. that's a different question there. Yes. Do you want to take it because it's aerodynamics at that point? Well, 
<clears throat> for the EDF, I would think that the flaperons would work a little bit better than the spoilerons because um, I don't think you want to take... I could be completely wrong on this, so you can correct me, but I wouldn't think you'd want to put spoilers uh, on the uh, EDF uh, to take away the lift of the wing. I would use uh, flaperons. I agree, because you have almost no wing surface compared to like a glider. Right. The only reason you want to use spoilerons is because it spoils the lift. Yes. Like it kills the lift, so you get down very quickly. Yeah. Whereas on uh, low uh, wing area uh, stuff, you want more lift when you slow down. Right. And increase more. You want to increase the drag while still making lift. Yeah. Which is a good idea. Right. However, if the ailerons are really far out on the wing, then you do not want to. um, Then you don't really want to do either. Like, because it will not end well. It's going to tip stall like crazy. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You do have to be careful using flaperons on some airplanes because it will cause a tip stall. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really it. You're creating a more undercamber airfoil when doing uh, flaperons and you're uh, ruining it by doing spoilerons. Spoilerons. Yeah. Right. I had some questions coming through here. Uh, one guy's asking, do you have any plans for the, a minivigan or plans available on a minivigan? And, uh, and to follow that, another guy's like, are you going to design any more fixed wings in the future? Uh, fixed wing, yes, in the future, uh, probably maybe sometime next year. Okay. Uh, uh, minivigan, it was just the one I made a long time ago. It just shrunk down the, uh, the, the plans by to 25%, I think. Just shrink okay. it until it's uh, the size you want, and then uh, make some finer adjustments while cutting it, and that's it. Okay, I thought I, I think he was asking if you had anything available, but uh, that that, that uh, he can he can do plans. it. He can do it. Yeah, yeah he, he can figure it out. Okay, very good. All right, just a couple more here, real quick, and we'll get out of here. Uh, this one, I don't think we answered this. Doesn't ring a bell, but one guy wanted to know. Uh, Explain the RX uh, to servo signal. He says, on my servo tester, the range is 70 to 230. What is this? Can one measure the signal from the RX? That's his question. uh, That servo tester is weird then. Oh. Because, yeah, that's not standard at all. Uh, The signal that comes out of the receiver is microseconds. um, And... The range for a servo is 1,000 to 2,000 microseconds, the center being 1,500 microseconds. Mm-hmm. So the servo sees those values as um, being uh, correct or like acceptable. If it's getting a signal that's lower or higher, it will not follow those directions. So it's a timing-based PVM signal. So it's giving a pulse that's 1,500 milliseconds wide, uh, microseconds wide, every 50, um, it's doing this at 50 hertz, so 50 times a second, it's sending this pulse usually. Or if you're using a tail servo for a helicopter or something, you can do 300 hertz or uh, depending on. Uh, so the signal that's coming out of the receiver is no different than the one getting out 
coming out from the servo tester. Okay. So, um, okay. Yep. So we, had a, so we had another question, but <clears throat> you're saying that that 70 to 230, throw those numbers out the window. He was trying to yeah. figure out, too, like on his DX6 uh, in the monitoring screen where it shows um, – you know what each servo is doing he's trying to uh, figure out the percentages in his uh monitor on his radio in relationship to what his servo tester is doing between that 70 and 230 range so throw that out the window it shouldn't yeah just that servo tester just throw it out right in general or just use it to test the servos yeah and then make it get one that's actually showing you what you want yeah, I've never seen one that. Why, why would they start with seventy and go to? That's weird. That's stupid. Wonder where he got that servo tester at. That's weird. Well, that's about all I got for that. Uh, I, I really uh, not getting away no, from tech ahead. questions yeah. a little bit, but uh, I really so bad wanted to get a picture of all three of us flying the mini tricopter, and it, and that for some reason so Andre cool. could not get in frame. But we're gonna. Hopefully, if we don't destroy ours in the meantime <laughs> through wrecking, we would love to try to get that done. Maybe we'll you. try it with the uh, just with the iPhone because uh, we had Wayne's or multi million. Could you your Phantom over us? Somehow. Yeah, the Phantom would just probably. We could just do video, and yeah, then, and then you can snapshot it, put it on Instagram because I think it would be so cool to see all three of these hovering close to us. Yeah, we'll have to try it again because uh, Wayne, a nice shot. Wayne's million dollar camera refused to focus on all three. It would just do one or the other. Or uh, Andre oh, is that what happened? Yeah, Andre okay. could not get him get that thing to focus on you know all three of them. But yeah, we could do that with the Phantom. I think that would be pretty easy. So you know, it's not to bring up the and Phantom. Chad got me another OEM. Oh yes, Mike ha- has an <laughs> original wife. flight test T-shirt that Chad probably wife. found in a box in the corner of his basement. <laughs> the gray one? Yeah, yes, the one I'm wearing here on Periscope. And he's so excited. This might be my original one because I think I see a hole in yeah. it. This one, the, the one, my original one, you can almost see through it. I wore it so much. And my wife can't stand it. So when I brought this home from the graduation oh, party, she's like, oh, my Lord, not another one. Because yeah. <laughs> she always sees me in this shirt. I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me a Rota Riot shirt, too. So I'll be wearing that. I know. Those are nice. So, um, anyways, I got off topic real quick too. That's just crazy. And we'll, we'll again, we we'll get everybody in here and we'll talk about the flying stuff. But David, we had so much stuff that we had planned and we wanted to do and things you know to fly. I don't even think we got half of what we wanted to do in three oh, days. Really? It was just like we were. We done. never even went up with the radians. All yeah, of us. like I never even <laughs> had my radian in the air. I had a. I had uh, the Phantom 4 with me all weekend, and we were going to fly that and test that and compare the two. I never even pulled it out of the case. Really? Uh, yes. <laughs> like, that's how, like, we started flying. We just started having so much fun. The next thing we know, it started to get dark, and we're like, well, we didn't do this. We didn't do that. I, I hate to say you missed some phenomenal I, flying at Chad's that evening. I, I seen oh some of the footage. God. Andre's like, Chris is going to be so uh, jealous. And I, I know. You know what? I fly out there quite a bit, and it was one of the best evenings it I've ever It was great. Flew. Sunset, oh, no sunset wind. beautiful. The I mean. Uh, Andre had the Pawnee. I never, I never flew oh, the Pawnee. Night. You just saw that thing. In, well, I don't want to go. In, I know. We got, we're, it's going to be a great podcast when we get Andre and Wayne in yeah. here, and we'll share all this stuff. Yeah. But. So I just, oh, man. it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. That is the absolute best. I love to fly down there. The it is, yeah. yeah it, uh, the only thing that kind of spoils it. field was nice. Yeah, too. that was, that was good a too. Experience, yeah. But, 
but Chad's is tough to beat. I, it mind. is. I don't I know, know what, what it is, is about. It's not like the ultimate place, no, exactly. but it's just so it much really fun isn't. to fly there. The only thing that puts the dampener a little bit in it is that right across the road that they built that house. I know now, that never used to be. It, there. Yeah, like you could that just zoom o- under the Especially wires when the sun or over setting. You could fly over right, there right. more yeah. so, and now we can't yeah. as much. So we. <laughs> Don't even go into that story. I know where you're going. We gotta say okay. that. No spoiler alert. All right, I won't say it. All I'm gonna say is Mike had a really crazy experience with an old plane of his. But and we'll share we'll, that on the next podcast. That's yeah, we'll gonna be a good it. story. And oh, I'll, wait be, you, I'll probably laugh so hard I won't. Wait, do you hear this, uh, David? It is. Uh-oh. I mean, like we're, we we have some have footage of it. In. Yeah, we'll have to tune in. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a nice that's a nice hook and a nice place to end. I yeah, I think we're we're uh, gonna. Get yeah, but because yeah, Mike and I we have baseball today, so we got to get out of here. But thanks, David. I know it's tough getting everybody together, yes, and we for yeah, and taking your us. time. And uh, so hopefully next time we'll get back in here. Maybe next weekend we'll get you back on. You can hang out with us, and we'll we'll tell you yeah, all we'll the crazy share, stuff. We'll share it from all our perspectives. Yeah. And- Sure thing. So, all right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thanks. I, again, apologize. Uh, I know it's been a few weeks. You guys have been dogging me hard. Like, what's going on? Did you quit? You know, where's the podcast? But I'll get this out for you. Uh, we have tons of video, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and footage. We'll try to get some stuff out here soon, as soon as I get some time. But uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Uh, at FT After Hours. We'll get some stuff posted on there and uh, from our flying weekend. And other than that, I think that's about it. We're going to get out of here, get some more coffee, go have some fun at baseball. Not really. <laughs> and uh, David, enjoy painting your house. I yes. feel sorry for you, man. <laughs> hey, do, remember, please. remember the karate kid strokes. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to say, please, please don't tell me you're out there with the paintbrush. Wow, up and down, up and down. You're using a sprayer, right? <laughs> no, it's it's the paintbrush. Oh, oh man. His wrist we're gonna be like Roth Machio from uh, Kid. I thought for sure he'd have some hose hooked up to the to the copter. Hop you know, he's up there at the top, <laughs> back and forth. You know. <laughs> Isn't that a great idea? You know, get the hose and your five-gallon can of paint, you know? Up you go. I think it could happen. Be much more enjoyable that way. Yes, you could enjoy it. All right. Okay, we're out of here. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya. See you guys. See ya.